Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Have a podcast. I'm Nate Smith. I'm here with Evil Genius. Yo, yo, yo. And that was the best All-Star game in a decade, easily? Easily. Easily. Well, I mean, it's got to be top five all-time, right? Oh, yeah. That was a, I mean, it was the All-Star game where competitiveness returned, <laughs> you know. It just looked like, well, competitive competitiveness returned, defense returned, you know, Refs calling calling fouls returned. <laughs> there was an edge to the fourth quarter of that game. Yeah. You know, uh Joel Embiid and Russell Westbrook were getting into it. Um sure. uh Steph Curry was visibly annoyed at how hard the other team was playing. <laughs> well, and it started with the end of the first half when they were tra- they trapped him at half court twice in a row and got the ball and and uh, Paul George, I think, scored the last five points of the yeah, and you first could, half. You could tell Team Team Steph was annoyed at the end of the first half. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely um, fun to watch, though. Man, God, I mean, talk about. I mean, yeah. as bad as things started, <laughs> and and for those of you who did not watch the forty-minute intro. That was forty minutes, CG. <laughs> of uh, forty minutes of just sheer agony. <laughs> I don't know. In some forty ways minutes was, of hell. In some ways, it was agony. In some ways, it was so bad it was good. Like I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> I don't know about that. And then topped off with Fergie just absolutely butchering the national anthem. Oh, like that was a that was like a hate crime. That was really uh, bad. Well, the, the best part about it is so Kevin Love or uh, Kevin Hart opens. Fergie's national anthem got more laughs than Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. like the the players were visibly trying not to laugh when it was going on. <laughs> Look, I, I I like Kevin Hart and doses. He's he's funny when you team him up with Dwayne Johnson, which is maybe what they should have done. Yeah, he needs a straight man. Well, and Rob Rob Riggle is not that. I like Rob. <laughs> I wasn't trying to bag on Rob Riggle the person because I know you posted that no, earlier. No, 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 and I know you weren't. But man. And there's a reason why Rob Riggle didn't last long on on Saturday Night Live. I mean, it's just it's just a season. He was I mean, on Saturday Night Live for a season. Yeah, I didn't yeah, that's that. where he. I mean, I think he started uh, in you know in Chicago, but 
yeah, he, he spent a season on SNL, which was dreadful. And then, you know, he, he plays these fun sort of bit parts in like Modern Family and, you know, uh, some of the, some he, of the, the movies. The yeah, he was on, well, yeah, yeah, it was like 21 Jump Street. He was one of the bad guys in the first one. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, he was office, whatever. But like, like he's a, he's a kind of a one note guy. He's yeah. not really the guy that you, he's not he's not really a straight man or a comedian like it's yeah. kind of that in-between guy that doesn't really mesh well with uh with kevin hart's comedy but um not that i mean again i think kevin hart is fine he, he's a little bit one note in terms of his range of things he can talk about i would have preferred they they brought it brought chris rock he was there in the audience could just brought him in for an assist i mean he was really sharp on that that uh comedy show on netflix and just kind of, yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know how sharp he was in a as a dunk contest judge but no well none of them were but <laughs> that was a joke i mean well yeah i, honestly, I, mean, we'll get to, I think we'll, you just stick to players stick to players doing it but whatever, yeah we'll get to the all-star game in a bit but um yeah i mean the fourth quarter of that game I, it's an actual all-star game where i gotta break out the box score how how crazy is that <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and taking us through the intro a little bit. So they came out. They had Kevin Hart, some ridiculously contrived thing about him wanting to be an all star, and Ron. Yeah, I just couldn't his, make Ron. I couldn't make heads or tails, and and we weren't alone. I mean, you saw no, the tweets was... we reposted on the on the thread. Just everybody from from Zach Lowe to you know to to uh, Darren Ravel. I mean, no one and really understood what the hell was awful. going on were the you know what's funny is is good i thought the halftime show was great with nerd and, oh yeah uh, yeah and, quavo uh, quavo yeah i thought they yeah. were great and then Two chains was out there i mean they had some they they got a, a nice thing going I mean, you were right it'll be a little bit too long but the first, and i don't but, know that the the nerd um you know song catalog is 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 as well known although it, it probably more well known in, in nba fan circles but you know um, what it was it was pretty good though i, I didn't mind well, he's entertaining and it's yeah. pharrell pharrell always it's got a good, re- good beat and yeah. yeah um and the dancing was great they didn't overdo it um but the numbers that they started out with that wild west number i was like well yeah. why with jamie fox i was like why didn't they just dig Will Ferrell out and do Wild Wild West. I mean, <laughs> you mean Will Smith? Will Smith? Yeah, sorry, not Will. By the way, Will Ferrell would have been fun too. <laughs> yeah, would have been more fun Anything than Ron would have been better. <laughs> Literally, I would have. By the way, I don't know why they didn't have these. This was another missed opportunity by the NBA where they didn't they didn't uh, show the the draft the oh yeah you know the All Star draft televised even taped and, and then show it later, show it tonight, you know, yeah. like surprise us and say, Oh, here's how we picked them and do a funny bit like that. Like they used to do for the Oscars, you know, and like, and actually do something kind of fun and creative. They had all those guys there the last few days for media and things like that. But, yeah. um, but at the very least take advantage of the opportunity to have LeBron James and, and Steph Curry introduce their teams that they picked. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Like, that, that would be more interesting. Like it wouldn't have to be funny. intros took so long. I'm, I'm shocked. Drummond and, didn't punch Kevin Hart in the face. What did he the, say? What did Kevin Hart say? The whole, uh, shaving his shoulders thing and the, and like gorilla yeah. man and things. I was like, well, geez, dude, come on. Or, or how about they call it dragon bender. They call him dragon breath. I was like, what? 
We had nothing else to do. That's like literally like play on the name. That's like a literally like junior high level. Um, you know, it was not. <laughs> it was not well thought out. It was not well planned out. It was just a an object, and it just went on forever. It like really, did. it's one thing if it's like okay, it's the five minutes or ten minutes, and it was forty uh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, forty <laughs> minutes of just. Just torture. It was. It was. It was worse than the Super Bowl. Like the Super Bowl didn't take forty no, minutes it, to get it didn't. to the game. Yeah, and and then Fergie. I mean, we finally got through all that, and then Fergie doing the national anthem. What was that like? A jazz fusion version well, of the national it was anthem, or to be like her version of Smokey Robinson? Was it Smokey Robinson that had the great national I anthem? Yes. I the, guess. Which is to me the best national anthem I've ever heard, but um but it was just tone deaf as all get out. I mean oh, literally <laughs> No, she's gonna be like mentioned in the same breath as Roseanne now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well and Carl Lewis, yeah. Yeah. But just yeah, just really and then she just bolted. <laughs> I think she knew how bad it was and yeah, I mean it was it was pretty it was pretty awful. And and by the way, even the Canadian one sung by the bare naked ladies, it was it was just like what? Yeah. What what was the last thing the bare naked ladies did at, besides the uh Big Bang Theory lead in twelve years ago? Did I lose you? So repeat the question, because oh. it was very random, it kinda of threw me off. Wait, oh, oh, the, oh, I thought we were like a recording issue. No, um, the Oh Canada was sung by the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, yeah. They, like, the Bare Naked Ladies who literally, I don't, I think they had to like get them back together again to sing this because the last thing they did was the song that got, you know, used for the, for the Big Bang Theory lead in about 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, oof. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Just, not oh good. that was bare naked ladies yeah bare naked ladies okay so i didn't get that because i had it on mute because my mom called and i was like who the hell are these guys is this a boy band yeah. <laughs> i was like is this some i'm gonna have to tell my wife that tomorrow because chicken the chinese a chinese chicken yeah that was rough yeah <laughs> how bad yeah, was it because that good. was the one part i had the audio off on i mean it wasn't bad it was just like what what is, what is happening right now yeah like it, it was just like, it was right? almost like it was almost like they said how what's the most what's the most irrelevant way we can we can sing the national the canadian national anthem right now right exactly <laughs> yeah, I mean. like do something interesting bring out you know i mean have a again have a have somebody that's tied to oh, raptors okay. basketball scene so have drake, have drake sing it. was not Smokey robinson it was marvin gay Right, the Marvin Gaye national anthem, and I I felt like that's what she was trying to do. But yeah, yeah. But why not get Drake to sing "O Canada"? Like, how yeah, cool would that or, be? Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Somebody like remotely relevant. Well, and it's just so. Or maybe funny. he did last year. Was it the All Star Game was in Toronto last year? Wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Or was it New Orleans? I can't remember. I can't. I I can't remember like last year or the year before I think and I think they did have Drake sing it. But yeah, I can't still, remember what I had. Still the biggest name out of Canada, so, like you yeah. know. You know, NBA fan out of Canada. I mean, <laughs> yeah. how hard is it? Yeah, I mean, it was it was beyond bad. I mean, it just 
that intro went on for a half hour, and then we saw a horrible series of national anthems, and it was just... Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, they just said LeBron revealed his Team LeBron starter picks in order. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Kyrie, and then DeMarcus. Nice. And then... Oh. And then he admits he had a draft board. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for DeMarcus, too. Like, did you see him sitting there? Oh, yeah. A sad but, panda? Oh, oh my but God. did you hear... Did you see the video of him before the game? And they, it was in the locker room. I don't know if it was staged. It looked, it looked kind of staged, but... It was him and AD, and AD was said, "I'm gonna, you want me to wear your jersey, man, for the because he did. He wore uh, cousins for the first like quarter, okay. and then, and then Boogie said, "Hey, you know, if you go off for fifty and win the MVP, that's mine." <laughs> <laughs> Which I was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny, and yeah, I mean, but the funny thing was, the minute we got to the actual game, the game was good. <laughs> Like it lulled a couple times, but not very much. And the like I said, the fourth quarter had a real edge. Yeah, um, it was funny because people were jacking threes, and some people were not making them. I mean, well, especially the the team Steph man. Yeah, Oof, that first that first half was brutal. And I wondered six percent. Well, and I wondered because the Steph and uh, and Harden combined to go three of nineteen. Yeah. For in the first half. And I wonder if that contributed to them sitting for the first like five minutes of the of the second half because they started Lillard and um uh they started Lillard and I'm blanking on the other guard, but but they, oh, they started Lowry. And yeah, and Lowry. And I gotta say, you uh, they made a mistake not playing Lillard late. Like that guy hits oh, yeah. big shots. He oh, was yeah, he, had, his, he had a couple of huge ones and not... He had 21 points in, like, what, like 20 minutes? In 21 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, he was... Dude, play that guy. Yeah, well... He was 9 of 14. Uh, granted, he was only 3 of 8 from 3, but he still hit as many threes as anybody else did. I mean, Steph was 3 of 11. Yeah, uh, I guess I mean, Clay, Clay, Clay didn't play much towards the end either. Clay no, only he, he was 5 minutes. of 10. Well, he couldn't see the ball either, and... um. So Joel Embiid was two of four. I mean, he and Clay shot fifty percent and led everybody in percentage. That first Joel one, when he just it was like from like thirty five feet, and he just started running, running the other direction after he shot it. Like yeah, that was. He's definitely if he can stay healthy. Hopefully, he can knock on wood. That guy's got like permanent All Star status. Just I think he into his DNA. I think if they if Team Steph won this game. He'd be right there as far as an MVP. As the MVP. Yeah, let's look yeah. at his stats. Teams. He's nineteen and eight in twenty yeah. minutes, and and he had some blocks too. He had two blocks. Two yeah. blocks. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen and eight. He was. He's. Yeah, I mean, he would he would have been right there. It's like I him, mean, DeRozan, and Lillard. Those were their. Those were yeah. their guys. Well, and how bad was DeRozan at the end of that game? Like DeRozan yeah. missed that huge free throw. Coming down the stretch, where it would have uh, put him up, would would it have tied it, or put him up? Uh, yeah, it would have tied it. It would have tied it. Then they wouldn't have had to foul or yeah, tried yeah. to foul. They could. They 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 unsuccessfully tried to foul. Yeah, and so, and then well, and then the funny thing was, is he was on the other end of the court because he made the second one and then got back and then yeah. didn't foul hard and going up for a layup. And yeah. it's like, why wouldn't you take that foul there? And I guess he just didn't want to get well. Not Harden. Who was it? Because uh, Harden uh, Westbrook. Sorry. Yeah, Westbrook. And, and 
yeah, just to set the stage a little bit. I mean, the fourth quarter, it came it came down to a possession game. Uh, Joel Embiid, uh, they were trapping him. The ball went off his foot, and then they went to Sakakis, and they didn't even call it. Like the replay, first clearly, time ever they yeah. went to replay in an All Star game, and clearly went off his foot, and they still gave it to him. They still they gave him the ball back, and then of well, course, well, in a season of awful calls, yeah. I mean, why, why be any different in the All Star game? <laughs> right, exactly. So, and then, um, and then after that, uh, was that when LeBron hit a three? Yeah, he hit that three to tie it at uh, one forty four. Right, and then. Um, and, and then, then there was that kind of like weave, that three man weave they did that that was almost like a like a, it wasn't a dunk kind of cracking, but it was definitely Kyrie along the baseline to of uh, uh, charging LeBron who laid it up and in for for the well, no, uh, it was go-ahead Westbrook bucket. to Kyrie to LeBron. Yeah, but it's still, but yeah. but the but Kyrie was coming from the baseline and yeah. to LeBron who was coming charging down the paint. Yeah, and then that put him up one. I can't remember. I was it Embiid that scored to put him up two. Or to put Team Steph up one? No, I think that put them up. That put them up three. That was the no, because last... the one that put them up three was Westbrook. No. Yeah, no. It was was so. Now and I then look, now I gotta go back and look at the play by play. Yeah, I know. Play by play in an All Star game. I know. So then Jeez. they had the full court play to Westbrook because DeRozan made his free throw. Cut it to one. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Westbrook and then they and then yeah, so that put them up one, one forty six, one forty five. And then they beat the press, and Westbrook got in for layup. Yep. And then they had about uh, Team Steph had about thirteen seconds to yeah. get a three off, and the Cavs just smothered them. The Cavs, uh, or not the Cavs? Sorry, <laughs> I wish they were the one Cavs. Cav, yeah. one Cav, and one teammate of Steph's, and one former Cav. <laughs> yeah, and one former cab. Yeah, yeah they ganged. So, they ganged up on him, and you could see Harden was wide open too, man. Yeah, Steph had just got him the ball. Yeah, and, he, and he, he couldn't get it over the tall trees. Yeah, and you, LeBron did a nice job of cutting off the angle of a pass back to the top of the key or the middle. I, there's yeah. just no room to get that in there, and then uh, I still think they made a huge mistake not putting Lillard in the game. And they put yeah. Clay back in, but at that point, I mean, he wasn't going to see the ball. You, you knew that Steph wanted the shot. Well, I just didn't understand the play. Like, there, I don't think there was a play. I think he was just he. It was just a it, because Harden was setting a screen for him, and I think they were. It was like a double screen. I think it was like whoever's open between the two of them gets yeah. the ball for the winning shot, and the the LeBron and KD and and Kyrie just gang just ganged up on Steph and didn't really give him any any quarter to throw the ball and. I think with KD there, he wasn't going to be able to shoot over him. Yeah. So, you know. Well, when you saw my take, I'm just hoping this destroys the chemistry of the Warriors. <laughs> I don't think it will, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean. Well, speaking of chemistry, how wild is it that the guys down the stretch for Team LeBron were Kyrie and LeBron, who had great chemistry that game, yep. and then Russell Westbrook and KD. Yeah, it's crazy. And then <laughs> and Paul George, and then Paul George, George is a fifth yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which the guy at the center of, um, you know, they won a lot of championships with that with that uh, starting five, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> um, you know, Paul George at the center of that uh, Oklahoma City's fortune yeah. and the Cavs' fortunes this summer. Yeah, which, you know, they supposedly tried to 
trade Kyrie for Paul George. So I mean, it was really you couldn't have asked for a more more storylines in that oh yeah fourth, fourth quarter. So. And then Joel Embiid and Russ. Uh, Russell Westbrook were getting into it the whole game. Yeah. I mean, Embiid. man, Russ almost had one of the blocks, all time blocks. Oh yeah, coming up from Embiid behind and, and Embiid. coming up from behind and getting above Embiid. Yeah, but That's hard to do. He got arm. I mean, he it was a legit foul. But but had he yeah. gotten ball there, that would have been an all time block. Yeah, and then. So LeBron James gets the MVP. Deservedly. Oh yeah. Twenty nine points, ten rebounds, eight assists. He had a lot of turn had a lot of turnovers. Made five. I mean Steph had six, so Yeah, and it's so funny, like you saw so many little flashes of things that happened in the regular season, like LeBron just trying to fire laser passes to the corners and guards sitting on him. Like everybody knows that he's gonna do. And then the other thing was coming down the stretch, you saw Kyrie try the classic, uh, you know, game seven step back over Joel Embiid uh, from the right corner or the right wing and that bricked. And then LeBron, when he stepped back on Embiid, you just knew it was going to be good, too, because LeBron just had that look in his eye. But yeah, LeBron clearly wanted this game. He's been the energy, the energized version of LeBron from the last three games of the leading into the break is clearly transferred to all-star game LeBron as if he, as if he needed more motivation. But I mean, man, he just looked, he looked bouncy. He looked locked in, but on both ends of the court, he, I mean, as much as you can defensively in an all-star game, but he did, he had some great defensive plays too. And uh, I mean, they just, they just looked, he looked really energized and happy. And as you pointed out, uh, he was sitting next to Kevin Love on the bench the whole game, and Kyrie was on the other side of him. And they were yucking it up about something, which I, I, I found a meme which was hilarious. That you know where they they were supposing they were talking talking about uh, it and how yeah. how short of a time he had in Cleveland. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, there was clearly. The for for a night, all the old, uh, the all the old issues were bygones. So yeah, well, and the crazy thing was, so I I complained a little bit about some of Kyrie's shot selection in the game, and yeah, he was six for sixteen, and he had a couple ISOs where it was like, you know, give the ball to somebody else. This is kind of ridiculous, but <laughs> and this is crazy. This will be the first and last time I ever say this. Kyrie Irving led Team LeBron in plus-minus in the All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> plus 16. Well, he, he had some good rebounds. Tonight. Oh, yeah, 13 points, I, I was nine boards, with or nine assists, seven rebounds. He had some nice passes, too. Like, yeah, He only he had, turned it over once. And he even uh, played some defense, you know, yeah. which is yeah. crazy. So no, he had a nice strip of Curry under the hoop. And, of course, he also got out-rebounded by Curry once. But, um I mean, look, he Kyrie looked like the like playoff Kyrie tonight. Maybe not shooting wise, but but certainly where he's actually trying on defense and doing other things besides shooting. His three his three was off, but most guys' threes were off tonight. I mean, I think the the guy. I mean, LeBron hit four of eight, which is pretty probably. I think he, he led the team. Him and Bradley Beal each had four of eight. 
And yep. then Paul George is four of ten. He he had some ill. He had some big shots he... down the stretch too. When yeah, they we're making the run because Team LeBron was down by a good twelve points before, yeah. you know, with about seven minutes left. <laughs> yeah, but guys like I mean, like Oladipo did not show up. You know, Kemba did not show up. Um, you know, Westbrook shooting game did not show up, but he did other things well. Um, not a lot of Anthony Davis in this game. They kind of went small for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Although really he had that. some, he had some big plays at the end, just being the big man in the middle. Yeah, yeah, but he was minus eighteen for the game. He was. What well, so. was funny because the first half, I really felt like um, Team Steph was killing him on the boards. Yeah, and... well, they were because they lost all their rebounding yeah. to injury. And got it replaced well, yeah. by so, guards like Dragic. So they out rebounded and Kemba, sixty-eight to forty-nine, uh, which is a huge number. Yeah, um, they did have forty assists though. Yeah, yeah, that was, was played at quite a pace. And then, <laughs> like, I'm not gonna be able to. I'm just gonna be calling him Dragon Breath from now. On. <laughs> Dragon Breath, <laughs> because. Um, oh, God, that was so awful. Kevin yeah. Hart, uh, what were they thinking? Oh, man. I don't, I don't know. know who wrote that, but the writing on that was abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> wow, so there were a hundred and... What is that? A hundred and... Wow, 124 threes taken in this game. Wow. Wow, that's, that's crazy. A lot. That's, a lot of, that's a lot of threes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there were some guys. I felt like the guys that played well. The, the funny thing is, so LaMarcus Aldridge, four minutes. <laughs> well, I'd heard that he, because he was dealing with that injury too, remember? Oh, like okay. they, were, they were saying he shouldn't have even played. Oh, okay. At all, because he, was, uh, he, he had been out with injury the two of the last three Spurs games, I think. So. Yeah. And then Jimmy Butler didn't play. Which he probably could have made a difference. Yeah, and but oh, he definitely uh, could have in a game like that for sure. But like, think about. I mean, Kemba Walker Har- was pretty. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, know, Curry and Harden were combined five of twenty, five of twenty four from three. Yeah, I mean that's just horrific. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing about that is, like, you know, Bill Simmons always used to say. You, it always helps in an all-star game to have one really good distributor who doesn't care about getting his own points. And like, yeah. it was always like, like Jason like Kidd. <laughs> yeah. Jason Kidd, John Stockton, or Chris Paul. And yeah. Chris Paul would have helped one of these teams immensely, but heck, George Hill would have helped one of these teams immensely. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but that's true. Like outside of like, I mean, cause Kyrie has always been kind of a combo guard, mm-hmm. you know, a point guard that like shoot first point guard. And then you got, I mean, Dragic, who's Dragon Breath, who is kind of a point guard, but he seemed way out of his depth in this game. And Kemba, who is a true point guard, but but man, really just just didn't didn't do a whole lot. So I mean, that's why the ball was in LeBron's hands for most of the yeah, time. Yeah, well, and the so the crazy thing about that whole thing is, I mean, clearly. There is a player that every other team, every other player in the NBA defers to, you know, and that's LeBron. I mean, LeBron was the oh, ma- yeah. master of ceremony out there. 
Yeah. I mean, he was running the show. The coach was pretty much letting him run the huddles. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty crazy. He much- sounded like a coach when they when yeah. uh, they interviewed him in half uh, or on the sidelines before yeah. halftime. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, and I hope that's just kind of a preview of what the season's going to be like, or the rest of the season's going to be like, because. I have never seen him after a game as happy and engaged and just, you know, ecstatic. He was smiling at all the kids. He was taking pictures after the yeah. game. I'm sure all uh, the Laker fans will be like, well, because he's in L.A., he's happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, and then he – so the funny thing is he went up to the booth with uh, Shaq and Ernie and um, Chuck and so the very first question out of Chuck's mouth is he asked him, it was like, why do you and Ernie, you guys that are losing your hair, <laughs> why do you guys, when you start losing your hair, you start growing beards? <laughs> <laughs> and like, he was all smiles. Like, it was funny. I've never seen him laugh that much at himself. So it was good to see. It was good to see a happy, engaged LeBron really bodes well for the rest of the season. And yeah. and the other thing I feel like is, well, first of all, he had the biggest, pull, the best play of the game, that dunk, that reverse dunk off the oh, wow! Westbrook. When he almost hit his head on the rim and he went so yeah. high. Yeah, that was fantastic. I love the, that really early on, the, um, the, the only bounce pass that Anthony oh, yeah. Davis actually caught with his hands and dunked, like, but that it was the, the, the super high dunk of uh, the super high uh, bounce pass lob bounce pass yeah over Embiid who all Embiid had to do is put his hands up but <laughs> he had not gotten the memo that this was a real game yet so yeah well and 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 Anthony the rest of the night Anthony played looked like Timofey Mozgov out there with yeah, trying to trying to collect a bounce pass from LeBron yeah he had no hands there's what LeBron said about playing with Kyrie uh, again um. So what were your thoughts on playing with Kyrie again? What was that like? And were you able to fall back into old habits and run any old sets you were able to run previously? LeBron James, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Anytime you're able to get back and play with one of your old teammates and as great as he is, we all know that. The flashiness, the ball handling, the ability to shoot, it was just a great moment to get back on the floor with him. It was a great moment for sure. Yeah, that, I mean, they genuinely seem to be having a good time out there. So, yeah, I mean... It won't be quite as good of a time. I I, I have a feeling for Kyrie in the come playoff time, but well, you, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, it, it it should be fun. I mean, LeBron also had the great quote of "I don't care if we're the eighth seed or the one seed. Sure, uh, you get me in there. I feel like we have a chance. Um, then that's just my self confidence, is what he said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wonder mean, if. Danny Ainge is sitting back thinking, like, I wonder what I could get from Dan and Kobe for for Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I get the Nets pick back and maybe get maybe get Rodney Hood. Yeah, I mean I, I certainly think it bodes well for uh this playoffs, but I also feel like everything that's happened in the last week, including this all star game, bodes well for LeBron being here for another five years. Like, well, I mean, first of all, the guy is still an amazing athlete. I mean, almost hitting his head on the rim at 33. I've got no doubts that, you know, barring an injury, knock on wood. Yeah. um, He could 
be one of those guys that could play at a high level till he's 38. You know, I feel like till he's at least 36, he could be the best player in the league. You know, because Jordan did it till he was 36. And, yeah. And only pretty much retired because they broke up the Bulls and he didn't want to go play for somebody else. So, well, here's the thing. Since and he, he had nothing had, else to prove. When his three-point shot is good, so like early in the oh, year yeah. and then more recently, not that like month and a half where he was shooting 22%, when his three-point shot is good and he can pretty much beat you from anywhere on the court and he actually cares about defense like he has the last three games plus the All-Star game, then mm-hmm. yeah, I there's you can't I mean it's hard to make an argument for anybody else being better than him because of how he's built, because of his oh. basketball intelligence. So you've got to um you've got to it, it I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but they're That's bringing right. Charles and uh Shaq a giant platter of Krispy Kremes. <laughs> That's awesome. Delivered by a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. <laughs> and I think she's singing happy birthday to him. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. just a quick aside on that. Um, and for those of you who didn't see it, like I posted like early on, I almost put it in the, in the uh, beginning of the live thread, but I, I didn't have it in time. But my son and his friends went down because, you know, we live in LA and there were crowds outside of the Staples Center. And that's where, where the, the, uh, the TNT crew was set up. Uh, before the game, and you know, we always have the crowd in the background. So they went down there with signs and with a with a big box of Krispy Kreme donuts, hoping that that they'd get on TV, that Charles would say something to him or whatever. And for a while there, they were just chanting Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme, and you could actually hear them if you go back and listen to it on the <laughs> on the broadcast, which I thought it was hysterical. So I I saw my son, but then he sent me a. A, a video that I could it was too big to post in the in the comments, but I think I sent it to you guys on the yeah. email. But they had a, a video after they cut the feed that with the shack reaching over, looking like he was going to take a donut, and then he like flipped the whole donut. He shack attacked your Krispy Kreme. He did. He did. Shack just went to town, man. But and the guys you can hear my our guys going, oh no, and just laughing. <laughs> They had a good time, though. Yeah, it, they looked like they were having a good time. It looked like it was a fun All-Star game, even though uh, that L.A. crowd was the lamest crowd in All-Star oh game history. Oh, my God. It was so, ju- I mean, just so quiet. It was dead tonight. It was more dead Saturday night. And, and like, anything else you feel like we need to say about the game or LeBron or anything? Um... No, I just Watch think, it on I think it was, yeah, I think it was one of those things where you're right. It was one of the, one of the, certainly one of the best games in the last 10 years and maybe top five all time um, because of the competitiveness, because yeah. these guys, and it wasn't just the mix and match. I think of the, I mean, it was great that they were able to, to kind of put those teams together. And I think as the NBA goes forward, they, they will start to consider uh, televising the draft or, you know, like to to give to make to get even more take advantage even more of like the the drama that goes into it, um, but but ultimately it was a it was a a trial thing that worked out right. Yeah. It was it was they they mixed it up, but the real reason it worked out was because 
the two captains, LeBron and Steph, went to their guys and agreed together to say, let's make this a competitive All-Star game. Let's not have the joke that we've had the last two years. You know, guys, hopefully no one gets injured, but, like, we, we, we need to put on a good show here. We need to make this competitive. We need to make it something that we all look like we actually care about and have fun doing it. And they did. And there's one play where I got a little nervous because I think LeBron got up in the air and went over the back on Embiid and they both kind of fell to the floor awkwardly. And I thought that's the last thing you want is somebody, you know, somebody getting hurt in a game like this. But if you're not going to make it competitive, why have it? Like if it's just, if it's just a showcase where who can get to 200 points fastest, then what, what, why, why even do it? Like just, just have it be all Saturday night stuff and, and just move on, you know, or have it at the end of the season, like, like football does. Exactly. Anyways, that's, that's just kind of the, I think they, they, the NBA successfully rebooted the, the all-star game, but with the help of its stars agreeing to, to actually try and commit to being, having it be a competitive game. Yeah. And oh, how about that LeBron move where he did the old school? So it looked like the Jordan uh, oh, move yeah. against the Lakers. We went in there with the right hand and then switched to the left in midair and flipped it up. Yeah. That was, that was classic. That was a great, yeah, it, was good. it was a great highlight. LeBron had some the, serious highlights that game. You see the Kyrie, uh, uh, what, uh, white chocolate or Jason, Jason Williams oh, move yeah, yeah. where he kind of like, Twisted his hand a little bit on the, the to make the dribble go the other way, and yeah, he didn't, didn't get he, him anything. He, no, he didn't give him anything. But well, because he had, I think he had uh, Giannis. Giannis, yeah. So you're not going to get by Giannis with that. But <laughs> still, it was cool to see that, you know, see that move in a game. Yeah, and and Giannis, I mean, I thought he was going to do a little bit more than he did. Both uh, him and Carl Anthony Towns, I think they both kind of got minimized a little bit i think the that team steph really went with three-point shooting in the second half yeah. especially to try to except then they were off. posting up Embiid, which was weird yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah cat had a big game 17 points seven on 11 shooting they only um, played like 18 minutes right yeah and Giannis um kind of only was getting dunk attempts but yeah i mean well, because Giannis isn't really going to be that next level transcendent player until he until he really fine tunes his three point shot, his outside yes. shooting, or at least gets a reliable seventeen to twenty footer. Yeah, or they figure out a way to put him with a really good pick and roll point guard. Sure. Um, where and Bledsoe, can... I thought Bledsoe would be that, but he's not. No, he's he's more of a combo guard, uh, and and they may still have the time to develop that chemistry, but it's not there yet. Yeah, thankfully for the Cavs, but yeah, Kevin Durant had a big game. Uh, you know, he had 19 points. So yeah, it was just a fun fun All Star game. And yeah. what about All Star Saturday night? So honestly, <laughs> man. I, I gotta say, like, I it was just kind of a big yawn for me. I could have done yeah. without it. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was cool as a Cavs fan, and I'm sure probably as a Laker fan in being in LA because he, he's only recently not been on the team. But to see Larry Nance go out there and and you know, I think the guys look the skills competition was again kind of a joke. Um, I'm glad that Dinwiddie won it because it gives him a little bit of spotlight, so that's nice. 
Yeah. Uh, the three point contest was awful until except, the last the last Booker round. just tore it up. Yeah, but it was all like, but and they, and didn't it used to be three rounds? I distinctly remember it going from like eight to four to two in it, the it past. May have, yeah. And maybe guys just like, like we just don't want to shoot that many three-point shots. And I get that because I'm sure your arms get tired after a while. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it was just – it was really kind of blah until, uh, you know, until Booker went off. And then Clay almost matched him. And then, you know, but it was pretty much over before he even got to the last rack. I think he would have had to yeah. make all of the ones in the last rack just to tie Booker. Yeah. And he still got the 25, which is a great score. But, yeah, I mean, look, Booker just had yeah, one I, great I round, and that right, was it. Though, the 8 to 4 to 2 is a better format. Um, but, you know, if they go three rounds, they can't pack so many commercials into it. I know. know. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> just ridiculous. Oh, and all those awful, awful State Farm. And I like some of the State Farm commercials, but they unveiled some new ones. And, like, nobody needs to see... Oh, the charades uh, one. The charades one. I was like, <laughs> who needs to see? Um, what was his character's name in the office? I can't even remember. Oh yeah, Oscar. Oscar from the office playing charades with Clyde Drexler. Like the world was screaming out for that <laughs> video. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's like, what are these? And some of them are funny, but they're yeah. just they. I feel like. Like, how did Oscar from The Office luck into that role? Oh, dude, that's like a Hail Mary <laughs> career saver right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, I'm going to be, yeah. I mean, look, last year was the Hoopers, right? Yeah. And, I mean, every year they've got something different. Well, yeah, at least that, it was weird, but at least it was kind of creative. I this liked the Hoopers, but. Well, no, I'm saying, like, it was. It was, it it was, was really odd. Out of left, it was out of left field. I mean, Kevin, tiny Kevin Love and. DeAndre and Drag and Baby Dame Dollar, Baby Dame Dollar, and and Kevin Garnett is a grandfather. Like, I mean, just there were like funny things that they did. And and actually, I thought the the, the oddity of it was actually what made it so funny and good. Yeah, yeah. But I don't no, think it, it, I don't right, think Draymond right wanted, or I don't think DeAndre wanted to be in Drag anymore. <laughs> no, but well, again, this this year, well, and they couldn't do. Because CP moved, yeah. So they had to do they had to do something around that. But like even when they were doing the kind of like the leftover the the Cliff Paul ones, it was still like okay, well at least there's a hold over there, you know. I'd rather have Cliff Paul than no offense, Oscar from The Office, because it's you know it's just not funny. I mean, if I have to hear Trevor Reza hit the high note in the Backstreet Boys song one more time. <laughs> yeah, like come on. And I was saying like the other day, like how many how many takes do you think it took them to even get that usable screech out of out of Ariza? I don't know. I mean, I feel like that one's going to be on as long as the Andersons are getting tickets to the game. <laughs> the one that drives me crazy now, and I said it a couple times on the thread, is the Pizza Hut co- or no, the Domino's commercial where the guy with the where the guy gets out of the car and. The tree falls on his car, it crushes it, right? And he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" It goes in and, the, and he makes sure that his pizza's okay because that's what's important. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, my pizza's fine. Oh, thank God!" And then he goes and slips on the on the side, doesn't pay attention to the car, just slips on the sidewalk. Pizza lands in the snow, predictably, you know, Charlie Brown style. And you're like, "Oh, and then, oh poor and then guy." He goes back to Domino's. Then he goes back to Domino's, and I'm like, "How the hell did this guy get back to Domino's? Did he Uber there?" Did he did he have the tow truck driver take him? Because that car was ruined. Like you're not driving that car anywhere. Did his wife take him? Like what how did it how did it happen? 
<laughs> you have thought far too much about this. I know. I know. It's, but that, this is the stuff because I, I used to work in advertising and it's stuff like that, the, the non sequitur stuff. And I'm like, it's like the Anderson's. But here's thing, the thing, though. The thing that bothers here's me about the thing, the though. Here's like, the no, thing, though. The, the Anderson's thing, like, like the fact that the dad says your dad's a genius when they had nothing to do with any of it. It was like, well, wait a minute. But that's every dad, though. <laughs> is it though? I, I don't know. I, yes, it's certainly my dad. <laughs> I I I love the Andersons commercial, but yeah, it, I, know it's, I mean, it's one of those. It's like it, it's all, it's an institution now. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about just the highlight of. Wait, were you, were you going to say something else about the commercial? Oh, I was just going to say that. Um, what was I? No, I've I've lost it. So that's all right. So <laughs> let's because. Unless you disagree with me wholeheartedly, it's really just kind of down to the dunk contest. Oh yeah, absolutely. At least they at least they got rid of the uh, what was that one where they used to have the the former NBA star, the WNBA player, and the oh the shooting stars, the shooting stars. Oh, oh, no, that was God. awful. That was deadly. And a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really, the dunk contest is the crown jewel of it. And look, it wasn't. I don't think it was as bad as some other years. Yeah. Um, I liked all four guys that competed. I yeah. thought they all they all brought something to it, but there wasn't a whole lot of. I just well, for one thing, I don't understand why they even had Oladipo in there. Like that guy, he's not a guy you think of as. No, you know he's a good dunker, but he's never a guy you think of. This guy's an amazing dunker. You well, because. Was he the replacement for Aaron Gordon, or was that was that Donovan? Oh, um, or was Dennis Smith Jr. the the? Um, I think uh, Donovan Mitchell was a replacement. Okay. Um, well, because you didn't have Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. You didn't have Aaron Gordon. You didn't have uh, Zach Levine, who won it last year, right? Yeah. So those are the last two winners in in the kind of the resuscitated versions of the. Speaking of Levines. Yeah. What the hell was Adam Levine doing in that first in the in the oh, dude, Adam. and 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 doing his best like Jack Black impression? I, I yeah, that's what my daughter said. The same thing it was like, is, has there ever been a more out of place guy? I mean, Zach Levine was literally rapping with Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah, and like I felt bad for Queen Latifah. I was like, you are far too talented both on the screen and behind the mic to be trapped on this stage. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> anyway, anyway, digression aside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so the dunk contest. Obviously, we had a rooting interest with Larry Nance in it. Obviously, yeah. we wanted to see him do something with his with his old man. That was probably his his least impressive dunk, unfortunately. The one where oh, yeah. Elder, Elder except, Larry Sr. threw it up to Larry Jr. But Except when you watch it in slow motion... On the right angle, it's actually a really impressive dunk. Yeah, um, it's just no. It, all of his dunks, I thought, were impressive. Just not yeah. like. Unfortunately, that came early. I thought the double tap thing because people were like, awesome. "Well, yeah. well, um, someone did it where they tapped it off the glass." Was it Dwight Howard or somebody did that? I'm like, I don't think he double tapped it. Like, yeah. I don't think that's been done before. Where he threw it up and then and then tapped it again and then dunked and then dunked it. Dunked yeah. it. Yeah. And he seemed like he was in the air forever. 
Oh, forever. Yeah, and that was a great dunk. Here's the problem with the dunk contest right now. The two yeah. best dunks were the double tap dunk and then the um the Dennis, Dennis Smith Smith Jr. Jr. That was insane. Between the legs. Other hand. Other hand, 360 was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, those were the two best dunks. And the problem is, just like the year Zach Levine won, the best dunk is not winning the dunk contest. And right. that's where the problem is. So I feel like one of the things that would help is in the final round, just don't even go to the scores. It just should be two out of three. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like... Yeah. Although feel, Dennis Smith Jr. didn't even make it to the final round. And he had right, probably exactly. the best dunk in the, in the contest. Well, yeah. And I felt like he didn't really have a lot of showmanship with his first dunk, which wasn't no. too bad. But he kind of was at a disadvantage of going early. Like, he needed yeah. to... The dunk was good, but the showmanship wasn't where it should have been. Like, if he'd have done that dunk... Wearing yeah. a Tachara mask or something, it would have it would have got a lot bigger. Review. Well, and the one that Donovan Mitchell did because I don't I think Donovan Mitchell got did he get fifties on all four dunks that he did? He had a lot of them that got really high, not all well, four, but but the one where he jumped over like he was in the air for a long time, <laughs> but when he jumped over Kevin Hart and his two kids, I was like. That's not much to jump over. Well, like, and they crouched down. Like, what was it? Somebody on the. Yeah, that's like jumping um, over so, Isaiah Thomas. Somebody on Twitter said, as I drew this little Goskis could have dunked over a crouching Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> he should have brought Isaiah out there, too. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if he had had Isaiah on Kevin Hart's shoulders and dunked over them, then I'd be impressed. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't very impressive. And I felt like that dunk got. Way too good of a score. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I he mean, was in the air for a long time. It was a good but, dunk. But... but it wasn't even his... Because remember, he tried a different dunk and, and yeah, failed. Yeah, weird. Yeah. And then he switched it up and was like, okay, that's not... Like, I... And, and look, well, by the way, and I, I think it was, I can't get to the finals with the dunk yeah. I'm trying here. Give him credit that he, he bailed on that without, you know... Yeah. But... Uh, also, look, the it, other thing, yeah. Oladipo, he's got the... Um, He's got the uh, Black Panther mask. Why doesn't he do the claw dunk? Like, you know, I know. get the claw. I don't think out. he can see. I really I don't, don't think, think he, can, he see. can see a damn thing. But um, I wish that the dunk that Nance had chosen to kind of honor his dad with, because the, the cradle dunk was great, and it was mm-hmm. great to see them side by side that they showed on on Twitter later. But mm-hmm. I really wish he would have tried the the two ball dunk instead. If you're gonna do one, that, I don't know if he can did. do it. Like a lot well, of people not. said, he can't, said that he can't palm the ball with both hands. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe he can do the two ball dunk. The other one, but so my point about the two out of three in the final round, like I would, I I feel like two oh two pretty good dunks shouldn't beat an average dunk and an amazing dunk. You know right. what I mean? And that, like, so you just go two out of three, and that kind of would have set for a, a third dunk and a dunk. Yeah. Dunk. By and the I, way, yeah. If he if he really wanted to, no one would notice this. He could he could have made the the second ball like a like a smaller like high school or college size ball. Oh yeah. And like just you know I mean it's, it's cheap but still like it's still two <laughs> balls. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or like take a little bit of the air out of one. <laughs> deflate gate, deflate yeah. gate that ball. <laughs> exactly. But I mean it was still a good dunk contest. I mean I 
It was okay. I didn't have it. Wasn't, a... It wasn't as good as the last It was good, of... not well, great. The problem is that none of these guys were half the showman that Levine or Aaron Gordon was the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. And, and that was a big, and you could tell that Nance was starting to get into it the further along he went. And Donovan Mitchell's pretty good, but he's still not like, he's a rookie. Like, yeah. you know, it's not like he's a guy that people kind of know who he is yet, you know? And I, and, and I feel like he's just kind of a younger version of Oladipo in that he's a good dunker, yeah, not a great yeah. dunker. He's not known for his dunking. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine are known for their dunks. Yeah, exactly. And I've, so is Larry Nance, by the way. Yeah. And next year, I feel like it'll be a better dunk contest because. Well, if those guys the, come back. Well, and but you see Bagley Jr. is, is a ridiculous dunker. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be some guys that, that are going to, and you know, I figured Dennis Smith Jr. will be back. Um, although, <laughs> boy, um, Dallas fans were a little salty with about, with the lack of love he got, but, eh. Dallas fans are always salty. They, <laughs> take, after their, they take after their owner. <laughs> That's true. Very, very true. Plus, they have to live in Dallas. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> Dallas. Are they just waiting out the Dirk years? I think I they're heard, just waiting out I heard the he wants years. to play another year or two. Well, I think they're waiting, which actually makes sense for tanking. You know, I guess. if you, you want to tank, I mean, build up. Well, you that said, I think you it. said, like, didn't, isn't Carlisle like benching Dirk and, uh, I didn't say it. Somebody else did, uh, but someone um, said, yeah, that they've been benching them in the fourth quarter some games. Carlisle yeah. is like strategically dunking, uh, tanking. Yeah. Which, like not sitting guys, like getting around the letter of even, the law. Which to me is even worse. Yeah, like the not, the not, then just you're not just actively guys. trying to lose in the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's poor. Yeah, exactly. I like Carlisle, but he was one of those first guys that like got on the Cavs for bailing on uh, on uh, Blatt back in the day. <laughs> Carlisle, I don't know, he's a bit too sanctimonious for my taste at times. Like the whole. Yeah, we should boycott ESPN for covering Lonzo Ball. It's like, <laughs> well, no, Lavar though, right? Lavar Ball. Not yeah, that's what I meant. So much, but but yeah. still, it's an entertainment league. You make your money based on entertainment. I don't disagree with him, though. To be honest, I, <sighs> I think the dude's not even here. He's in Lithuania now. Well, here's like, and the thing: they'll put a microphone in front of him when here. he's talking about, oh well. My son's not gonna re up with the Lakers unless they take my other sons too. It's like, dude, who cares? Like, but here's the no other thing: it's not the ESPN reporters that's covering your game. He's not the person choosing who to cover and not cover. It's an editor somewhere. You know what I mean? Right, but I don't it's think an, he's talking about producer. the reporter. He's talking about the producers. Talking yeah, about but ESPN they're the ones that are paying the price. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I find I it a little sanctimonious. I think it's I, I think it's I think it's silly that they I think it, it's it's it, ESPN becomes um, TMZ TM, TMZ yeah when it had comes to that kind of stuff but, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> the other part of that being um, I think the other thing it does so we didn't even talk about this but what about the Steve Kerr letting his players coach in the game against Phoenix like. What what do you think of that move? Like, did you feel like it was disrespectful of the of the no. Warriors? He let he let Luke Walton coach for half a season. Right, exactly. He let Mike Brown coach for a stretch of like six games earlier this year. Yeah, 
I don't know. Like, like the dude, I get it. I get it as a, as a motivational factor for your team. By the way, if, if I had a problem with it, I'd be hypocritical because I had no problem at all with LeBron scratching David Blatt play to say, well, no, we're doing this. <laughs> oh, I agree right? with you. No. And, and I think so many of these coaches, actually, it's one thing I really like about Steve Kerr is he realizes it's, these guys are unique individuals. They're yeah. players. They're not, you know, pieces on a chessboard. I, I can I could say a lot of negative things about Steve Kerr because there's certain things he does that, that annoy me. Yeah, being a being a you know a guy that that knows his role is not one of them. Like he knows who he is. He knows right. like hey, look, I'm lucky to be in this situation where I've got these basically like you know generational talents playing for me, and it's the perfect storm of how this all this stuff came together. And I basically took over a team that you know, that Mark Jackson got to the playoffs and, and now, and, and have a really good general manager in, uh, in Bob Myers. And, you know, and we had the good fortune of, you know, of Kevin Durant, you know, coming in the, in the caps. But I mean, Steve Kerr will be the first one to say like, Hey man, we're, 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 it's, it's better to be lucky than good sometimes, you know, like I don't think he has a problem with it. And I think he knows like, Hey, look, if, if me having my guys, coach you know or coach plays or whatever and and take turns in a in a meaningless game in february leading into the all-star break against arguably the worst team in the league in phoenix who cares right i mean even even not even who cares i actually think it makes them better players it makes them think about what he's doing when they're Maybe you Steph know, won't throw another behind the back pass out of bounds again. Right, exactly. Or, you know, and it gets them to think about what they're doing on the court in possibly a different way. Sure. Um, I got no problem with it. And I thought Jared Dudley just came off like an ass. Well, <laughs> I thought it was funny though, because he was only kind of like, kind of like fake upset about it because he, he said that, but then he was like, but hey, we're, you know, we deserve to be humiliated, yeah. you know, and he almost made it more of like a shot at his own team than than a shot at Kerr. But that's Jared Dudley. Like he's he's the the guy that likes to be quoted. So, you know, Jared Dudley would rather be would rather have something he can he can start to build his reputation to hang his hat on as a as an announcer when he's when he hangs it up in a year or two than worry about you know having to having to play a role on a on a a team in rebuild like Phoenix. So, <laughs> Oh, I, I, yeah, I totally know where you're coming from and <laughs> yeah. And I think it'll, it'll help them and stay engaged. So, uh, speaking of how they're going to do, who's your, who's your pick coming out for the, for the West. Who's my pick. Yeah. Give us some predictions for the second half of the season. So who has the best record in the West coming out? Houston Houston does. Well, right now or or No, been... who's gonna? Oh, uh, Golden State. Uh, they're going to have the best record in the West. They're going to yeah. in the regular season? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any I don't have any. Look, the only other team it could be is Houston. Right. And I just don't believe in Houston. Well, yeah, I don't believe in Well, I do believe in Houston actually. I think they could come out of the West, but um, I, 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 here's the thing until, because I've seen it firsthand with Chris Paul yeah, and we all true. saw it and we all saw it with Harden last year and the, the prevailing theory, not just uh, last year, 
No, I know, but but specifically yeah. last year because he had an amazing year where he was in the MVP conversation and what did he? I mean, he was averaging insane numbers and he was basically reinvented with Mike D'Antoni coaching him and making him a you know a a, a combo point guard right, which he hadn't done before. And when he got to the playoffs, like, oh well, James ran out of gas. Okay, uh, you know that's that's a prevailing thought, and they're like, well, that's why we went and got Chris Paul. So that James wouldn't run out of gas after the regular season, and he'd have somebody he could he he could, who could share the load with him when it came to the playoffs. Right. Well, I get it if the guy you're bringing in is a guy who has that like that tough playoff tested. I've been to the finals, or I've been you know what I mean. Like, but yeah. that ain't Chris Paul. Chris Paul hasn't gotten past the. The uh, the the Western Conference Championship round, and that was once. Yeah, I mean, he's either injured or gotten the rest of his team so pissed off at him that they don't want to play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Look, until those two guys don't come up small, and by the way, it could happen this year. Maybe they maybe they'll they've finally unlocked it, and this is what it's going to be. And and Capella's a really nice piece down low, and Ryan Anderson looks like he's found his shot again, even though he doesn't play good defense and. They've got a tremendous bench play with, you know, with Eric Gordon and they've got Joe Johnson now they can bring off the bench. And, you know, they've got Maba Mute, who's a really good presence in the front. Look, they've they've transformed themselves into not just a team that is, you know, 10 seconds or less shooting, but also and can nail three balls, but also a team that can can play pretty good defensively, too. So maybe that'll make a difference. I, I don't think so. I think. And, you know, it'll be neck and neck with those two teams. I still think Golden State will come out ahead because that's just who they are. And I think they've played pretty poorly lately. I think they've, like, lost three out of the last five games. And clearly they're tired and clearly they are bored. Just like we were saying about the Cavs last year when they would lose games. Like, oh, they're bored and they just want to get to the the postseason. Guess what? If that was the Cavs, like, Golden State's been doing this for the last three years just like the Cavs have. So, Mm. They're beyond board, I'm sure. Yeah, and well, and I feel they, like sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, they they may they may not have the best record, but it'll be close. I still think they will, and I I just don't see Houston getting by them in a seven game series. Yeah, well, the crazy thing is, like a lot of these teams, some of these teams only have like twenty games left. Minnesota yeah. has twenty one games left. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. So the the second, it's not even the second half of the season. Some of these teams, it's the last third. Some of it's the last fourth of the season. Yeah, the last quarter this, of the season. Yeah, and so it's going to be very. Um, it's going to be different, just the way they they scheduled everything this year. I do feel like um, it would not hurt to have the All Star Game, you know, up another week again, and then maybe move the NBA trade deadline up a week because I almost feel like January just stretches on into oblivion. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, cause February is so short always. Too. Right. And I feel like so many of these teams are just, Oh, we're just going to wait till the trade deadline. And it's like, yeah, yeah what's the point? What, move it up. Let's, let's get yeah. this, let's get this started. But I feel like this all-star game is going to give, I mean, I think it'll give Steph a bit of an edge. I think he's going to be, I think he's irritated as hell 
about the way this went down. Oh, sure. I feel like uh, he feels like LeBron gamed him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he certainly gamed him by getting the first pick. Yeah. And, ta- and taking, taking Durant. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, different, it's a different game if Steph has the first pick and then it, cause it changes cause the whole. It would have been Durant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it would definitely be interesting. Um, so How about you? Do you, you feel like who's your pick to come out of the West? Um, so regular season, I think it will be Houston. I think they'll have the best record just okay. cause I think they're the deepest. Um, and then in the playoffs, um, I'm going to pick Houston, but I think they're going to pull a classic Houston move and be exhausted and burn out by the finals. And, you know, the Cavs are going to take them. So, all right. I, but dude, trust me, I, I'd love for that scenario to play yeah. out. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, hopeful or not convinced it will, but, uh, but hey, man. Here's, hey, you got to, you got to take it. Here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. <laughs> you got to take it. So here's we, my next question. Oh, go, oh, ahead. go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, like, like before we get to the East, I would say who makes, who makes the, uh, the playoffs? Who, who makes the playoffs in the yeah, West? So because, there's five games, actually four and a half games separating the three seed and the 10 seed in yeah. the West right now. And you've got San Antonio in the three seed and 10th, uh, is Utah, but they've won 11 straight. Yeah. Um, I think, and the Clippers look pretty good, and the Clippers look much better. How good did uh, Tobias Harris look shooting threes? Look terrific. He's got a stroke, man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a player. I, I think they were misusing him in Detroit, to be honest. I, I, possibly a little bit. Um, Minnesota. I mean, I think they're locked. I'm not. Well. I'm not a big believer in Minnesota. I like Minnesota just because of Jimmy Butler's, in my opinion, most underrated player in the NBA. So yeah, but when's Jimmy Butler ever been transcendent? He's been transcendent in series before. Uh, not my recollection. He wasn't last year. He couldn't handle it once. Well, once that Rondo, team Rondo was a mess, out. though. Yeah, but they were they were up what two? Were they up two zero, two one on? on yeah, Boston? but they had nobody else. I mean, they were playing Jerry and Grant. I mean, they just didn't have the horses. Plus. Nikola Mirotic is a you know playoff choker. Look, I think he did well. I think he did well guarding LeBron back in 2015, but like, but he didn't really do much offensively. Well, I think Minnesota's getting to the second round for sure. Is who do they play? Who would they play right now? Right now they play OKC, and I know who you're taking. You're taking uh, OKC in that. I'm series. taking OKC in that series. I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota in that series, okay. so that'll be fun. Um, then you've got. Uh, Denver, Portland, New Orleans, the Clippers, and the Jazz. I'm gonna pick. Um, I know you're picking the Jazz. To oh, make absolutely. It. Well, they were my preseason pick, so uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick New Orleans and uh, Portland to kind of fall out of it. Interesting. See, I think Portland's got enough scoring that they'll they'll yeah, be the, okay. The rest of the regular, I actually think the Nuggets could fall out. I I agree with you because. They've won a few in a row, but Jokic hasn't been nearly the force he was yeah. last year. They're really good at home, and they're awful on the road. And they yeah. got a lot more road games coming up. Yeah, they're and they're deep. But yeah, yeah I agree with you. Um, that, that you know what? I'm going to amend my pick and say New Orleans and Denver drops out. Yeah, so that seems go. like to be the yeah. And I I I think um, well, because you think both Clippers and Jazz will make it. 
I do. I mean, I don't know enough about the intricacies of the schedule to know who plays who and, yeah. you know, who has the toughest schedule and how many road games and home games, etc. But I, I just feel like as long as Gobert stays healthy, Utah yeah. is going to be a really tough out. If Gobert gets hurt again. See, well, and especially if Donovan Mitchell keeps playing like he's playing. Yeah, and that's the other problem. Rubio can come back and because and, he was injured for the last yeah, few years. And, and Ingles is playing really well. Oh, dude, Ingles is playing out of his mind. Yeah, I mean, did you see casting casting shade on yeah. the three point contest? It should have been. <laughs> he probably could have won that thing. Yeah. Um. No, I, I actually. Are I'm you an Ingles fan? Being a being half Aussie. I wasn't, and then I saw him play a few games, and I thought yeah, this guy's a really good shooter, and and he yeah. actually plays really good defense too. Yeah, and he sets mean screens. Like he's like the taller, like better shooting, uh, you know, tougher Delhi. To yeah. Me. yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if there, if such a thing exists, um, <laughs> he, no, he does, I, and his name's Joe Ingles. <laughs> I know. I think the Jazz will swap in for the Pelicans. Yeah, and I'm not convinced the Clippers will supplant the Nuggets or the or the Blazers. It's possible, but I I could just see that being the one change in the West. Yeah. And by the way, I I I'd be happy to see. I just don't think the the Pelicans will have the horses to to be competitive enough for that for whoever the first seed is. Oh no, yeah, I'll agree. Whereas like the Jazz will give them a a series. Yeah. And even the Blazers could probably give them a series cuz they have two guys that can score 50 on any given night. I actually but, think in a way Golden State might be a better matchup for the Utah than um Houston matchup in that that'd be better for Utah or better for Golden it would be better for Utah just because of Capella, right? Uh, is actually a guy who can counter Rudy Gobert a little bit. So, although they they defend the three really well, Utah yeah. that that is true. Yeah. So, look. Either way, it's a de- it's an dangerous team, uh, and yeah. I mean, look. If I'm sitting at, if I'm sitting one two, I'm hoping I'm hoping to see. Portland and New Orleans, not yeah. the Jazz, uh, you know, or the, or even even the Clippers. I mean, yeah, the Clippers are playing really tough. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Clippers do. I think, I think the Clippers they have a lot of options this off season. So they do, although I think they're going to lose DeAndre for nothing. Well, according to you, that's not that big of a deal. <laughs> no, he's but not it's not much different not, than Tristan not, Thompson. It's not not a big deal. I mean, he's the only yeah. legit kind of star they have left. Yeah, and I think it's a mis- I think it was a mistake to extend Lou Williams. To be honest, I would have I would have moved him. Yeah, to the trade but it deadline. was so cheap. Like Still, it's only eight or nine million a year. He's like thirty five, dude. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean that's supposed to really well. I look, don't Ray I Allen think... you're right. Ray Allen was a player was was valuable until he was like 39-40. So yeah. what do I know? Maybe Lou Williams will be just fine and he'll sign another contract when he's done. I mean the Cavs will, the Cavs just gave Corver a new deal and he's 36. So Well, here's maybe. the thing. I mean, they could trade him in the offseason too. Like he's not a guy they can't move in True. the offseason at that salary. True, so, but they have a lot of those guys. It's a yeah. question of what direction do they want to go. I mean, Avery Bradley's yeah. a guy you can still move. Yeah. You know, um, you know, depending on whether or not they want to keep. I mean, I would keep Tobias, but they may not want to. And I think you'll actually see a lot more sign-in trades this summer than you've seen in the past because so many more teams are up against the cap. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I think that will be an option more teams go with. So, yeah. so what about the East, EG? Um, who gets knocked <laughs> out? So we've got, you know, between Cleveland and Detroit, we've got five games. Um, it's more now. I think it's, it's more now. Uh, it's six and a half. Yeah, six and a half now. Yeah, it's six um, and a half games. It's so. about to get more, I think. But yeah. <laughs> I'll agree with you. But I don't think the Pistons are going to make it. I don't think they are either. I mean, they've already kind of shown. Although the other part of me says that Miami could fall out. They could, although um, I think Miami's got. I think Miami's got more cohesive talent and I like their coaching better. I, I, I don't, I'm not a big, I never have been a big Stan Van Gundy fan, the mm-hmm. hedgehog master of panic. I think he, I think guys tune him out. Whereas I don't mm-hmm. think guys, t- I, I think Spolster is a guy that gets them. Spolster is very much in that he was president Stevens before president Stevens was president Stevens. Like, like Spolstra <laughs> is the guy that's a master of getting, Performances out of tryhards. That is my quote of the day. Spolstra was President Stevens before President Stevens was President Stevens. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was well put. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you give, like, Spolstra's that guy where it's like you're going to get more than what you than what you have when mm-hmm. you have Spolstra, and guys will play hard for him. It's too bad they lost Dion because he was having a good year. Yeah. Um. I, but you know they've got other guys that have they got dragon up. breath. They got dragon breath. If they could ever get Whiteside to focus, like yeah. even eighty percent of the time, <laughs> they'd be a, a definite playoff team. But yeah, and I think Wade being back there will help. I mean, not so much in the he's going to play every night and and I think he gives know, them some wing minutes. Well, I think what he'll give them is winning plays at the end of games, which is what they've yeah. struggled with. I mean, I was reading something where they said the Heat, the Heat have had more, have, have, have lost more games by like five points or less this year than like, it was, it's like twice as many as the next closest team. So if you've got a guy like Wade that you can put in in the last, in crunch time and he can have a key block like he had the other night or, you know, or he can make a key decision that, that as a vet you can do and, you know, and and just be probably a better locker room presence there than he was in in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> by by all accounts, he couldn't be worse. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like like he's obviously he's not pining for home anymore. Like he's home, right? He's happy. Ga- Gabby's happy. Everyone in the way, you know, his kids see him again because they stayed down and to go to school this this year and while he was in Cleveland. So, oh, okay. You know, I mean, look, everything's good for. D Wade right now. I mean, granted, they lost their last two, but you know, All Star break too. I, I, I think they'll be okay. I, I still think the the Pistons, once they realize, like, Reggie Jackson's gonna come back to that team at some point, and then it's just a, it's just gonna get worse. Really? Because see, I see Reggie Jackson and um Blake Griffin being a pretty good uh, pick and roll combo. You so. mean Reg, Reggie the Chucker Jackson, <laughs> the the o, the OC, the original Chucker? <laughs> well, there is that. So, 
So we'll, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see how that works out. I mean, that that is kind of a team of misfit toys. So yeah, I mean, look, Philly was looking really bad until the last the last week or so. Yeah, I mean, they've they've gone on a, a nice tear. I mean, they they're gonna get Reddick back in a little bit here, and uh, you know they've started. They've to, got a lot of talent. Again. Well, they've started to defend again, and they're they're starting to play Embiid more too. And and, and by all accounts, Markel Fultz is progressing towards being able to shoot from farther than 10 feet away. So Outside the paint now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. did you see the Quavo moment of the uh, – and am I pronouncing that? Yeah, I think it's, Qua- it's Quavo or Quavo. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, the moment of the we're All-Star old, old weekend when yeah. he swatted the crap out of that girl in the uh, – I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Like, it was just mean. Like, it's like if you were playing and – you know, junior high girls at the Y, and then you just decided, I'm just gonna just throw this into the third row, right? And uh, it it was just on Shacked, and it was pretty great. So <laughs> that's funny. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it was pretty good. So yeah, yeah your pick is uh, Detroit to fall out. My pick is probably or just to not get in. Yeah, like right now, right oh, now the playoffs. I mean, the heat, yeah. the heat, I'm saying right now the Heat oh, okay. is yeah, eight, they're on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah, and my, I, I mean, I don't think the, the Hornets have a have a run in them. So, I think the Hornets and Nets are lottery bound, and or Knicks. I mean, uh, oh yeah, no, bound, the Knicks so. are in free fall. The Knicks are in tank, full on tank mode. I'd love to see what Ennis Cantor has to say now. Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, is there a more like there are so many guys in the NBA like I've seen with Isaiah Thomas, and now with Joachim uh, Noah. Like once you get that big contract, did you just lose all concept of reality? Like, how can Joaquin well, Noah even thinks he deserves playing time on this team? <laughs> well, except for Isaiah, never got the big contract. Well, that's true. No, he just got he just got <laughs> he just the, got he got the Brinks truck the full big of status. Yeah, his Brinks truck got robbed on the way to the yeah to his exactly. House. He opened it up, and a bunch of guys in clown masks jumped out. Yeah, exactly, and kidnapped him um yeah i don't know i mean i understand why isaiah's pissed off uh but he's only got himself to blame well i don't think that's totally true i mean he's oh no i, I do and here's why here's why because is that when isaiah when isaiah this summer oh right right he isaiah should have gotten the surgery yeah why do you not get the surgery if they're telling you the only way this will ever really be fixed is if you have the surgery. Now I get it. He look, his whole problem was greed, right? Right. Because he looked at that and said, "I don't want to go out. I needed, I needed one more year to get my Brinks truck. I needed." And he thought he was going to get it from the from the Celtics. And then he thought he was going to get it from the Cavs. Thought he was going to get it from the Cavs. And he ain't going to get it from the Lakers, except oh, he's been a for, disaster. For maybe maybe for another year if they if they don't if they don't get their names in free agency this year. What so was it, what was it uh, the tweet I heard that um uh making sure that Isaiah Thomas ends up on the Lakers was a chess not checkers move by uh, Danny Ainge, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that he so that the it would put so that the Celtics would get the Lakers pick. Yeah. <laughs> It's genius, but that's, I mean, look, yeah. it, it, he, I, again, he only has himself to blame because by the way, like 
had he come in and even though he was struggling, been a model teammate, said, guys, I- I'm just not right yet. Give me time. I- I'll get there. And he's not the guy calling out Kevin Love. Oh, yeah. He's been there for four years. And he's not the guy who's saying after games, we just go our separate oh, ways. Yeah. <laughs> or saying about the coach, they don't, they can't make in, in-game adjustments. Like, these are things that you say when have, you're have looking you to get Have you ever seen traded, a guy right? – well, this is what I talk about, like, you know, just the lack of self-awareness. Like, have you ever seen a guy whose on-court product diverged so much from what he said off the court? Like more than Isaiah Thomas, and I feel like the Joakim Noah like getting in an argument with uh, Jeff Hornacek over not getting playing time. They literally had four centers. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> ahead of him on the depth chart. But think like, about this. Yeah. Think about this about Isaiah Thomas because everybody wants to be like you know whether it's not revisionist history, but you look at it and you say, okay, here's a guy who bounced around three different teams, finally kind of found a home with the Celtics. They were the first team because Brad Stevens loves try-hard guys. They were the first team to give him a chance to start, right? Everybody else just wanted him to be the, the six-man energy guy off the bench, which is what his role should be because he cannot defend at an, an NBA level at the point guard position, and you can only hide him so much as they found out when they played the Cavs. Um you, you, you know, they're the first team to give him a chance to start, and so he goes out, and all of a sudden he's like, you know, challenging Celtics records, and here's this five foot eight, five foot nine guy in sneak in sneakers, you know, being this fourth quarter, you know, whatever, and then, but what really cemented it, right, was everything that he went through with the hip, and then his sister. And then the, you know, and, and it was like, that was the thing that kind of like galvanized and like Boston's like, we love this guy. It's so great. And knowing full well that like, and Danny Ainge is like getting more and more panicked by the day. Like, oh, what am I going to do with this guy? Because everybody loves him. He's a crowd favorite because of what he's gone through and what he did for the team this past year. But he's, he's a, he's a fine scorer and he is a below way below replacement level defender. Right. And I got to like, if, if he hadn't have been able to dump him off on the Cavs because of the <laughs> opportune Kyrie situation, he'd be sit he would be sitting there this yeah. year being like, what am I going to do with this guy? Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I totally know it. Well, we, what, we, we, yeah. we, we spent, we spent hours talking about this last year. Yeah. We're like, Oh wow. What are the Celtics going to do now that they, they're still going to be stuck yeah. with, they're going to have to pay this guy. Or they're going to have to make a really unpopular decision and piss up all their fans. Yeah. Well, I, and then our team gave them the out. Well, <laughs> maybe. I I I think so. My my dark horse prediction: Kyrie goes to the Lakers at the end of next season, <laughs> <laughs> and just leaves them high and dry, which would be the greatest. You know, it would be the greatest. Kyrie is made for that team. You know, it's yeah. true. <laughs> oh no. Kyrie would be great in L.A. Well, he would be Kyrie in L.A. <laughs> no, it's saying well, that that's what that playing yeah. all the things he wants. The Uncle Drew movie, the you know, the the chance to be in the in the spotlight all the time. Um, yeah, because guess what? We're seeing it already. Like his style of play eventually will be maddening to 
Boston coaches and Boston fans when they say, yeah, he's a great scorer, but when there's nobody else on the court that can score, he he makes bad decisions. Right. Because he right. tries to do too much, and then he doesn't really play. His, he gets exposed on defense. He's trying a lot harder, to his credit, he's trying a lot harder. Well, he has, but his his regular season productivity and his plus minus is kind of has been steadily trending downward right. since the beginning of the season. So, yeah, well, that's so. So, who's your pick to win the East in the regular season? Uh, probably the Raptors. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna agree with you there. Anybody... I don't think the Cavs can catch them, and I don't. And Boston just seems like they're going the other direction. I think the Cavs have to win out to pass Toronto at this yeah, point. And because there's 26 games left, and I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. Like the good news is, looking at the schedule, outside of the two games with the Raptors, almost every game the all, the, the the other 24 games, the Cavs should be favored. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Cavs could go 20 and six in that stretch. <laughs> like, they could legit. They could. I mean, but even twenty, better. but even twenty, even twenty yeah. and six. Oh yeah, no, they're too many games win. behind to catch the Raptors. You know, the Raptors only have to go like thirteen and thirteen to to stay ahead of them. Well, and and I don't think there's any point in doing that anyway. I mean, no. If they got a chance to catch Boston, I think that might be a good move just to get home field advantage in the second sure. round. But they other could. Than that, they could. Other than that, I don't see it worth them you know, destroying themselves to get to a, a a place where they could, you know, challenge for the, the first seed. Yeah. So well I'd, and the and the and the teams move around all the time because of how close they are. Right now today right. they play the Bucks, which you know, not the greatest matchup, not the worst. Yeah. Um, uh, Bucks I, scare me a little just because a little, but not as much as the Pacers do, the way that the Cavs oh, that's seem to true. play in the in the field house there. Yeah, they don't they you know? don't play well in the And they don't there. scare me as much as the Sixers do, who I think have superior talent to the Bucks. And and in a way, I would I mean it would almost like I would much rather play Washington as the 5 seed, 4 and 5 seed than I would like like Washington to me is the weakest of all the teams. Yeah. Like I don't does Washington scare you in the least? No. Yeah, I mean they they haven't they haven't ever, and now that with what's what's funny is it walls out and they've been playing better. Yeah, with wall out, and so now you have to incorporate wall back in, who's already annoyed and having a, a beef with uh, with uh, the center. What's his name? Gortat. The Mohawk. Yeah, Gortat. So it's like, yeah, it's complete discord there. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, but like, but, but realistically, as long as they can continue to come together the way it looks they, they look the first couple of games and there'll be ups and downs I'm sure. But I, I think they're a lot they're they're a lot more athletic, they're a lot more talented. Um, oh absolutely. And yeah. I, I honestly look I know I know everybody wants is sort of bemoaning the fact that there's no second legit second scorer like Kyrie was. Which but the I truth don't think is that's true at all, but well, it's true to a degree. It's true to to a degree where Kyrie, because of his handles, because of his shot making oh, yeah. ability, I'm just saying, handles and shot making ability make him a a dual threat, right? If you, because well, and if you you need... can't you can't get up too close on him because he'll drive right by you, 
and you can't back off him too much because he'll drain the three right over top of you. So, well, the other thing ways, about Kyrie is he is an absolute closer. Like, yeah, you, there's you can make a lot of knocks on Kyrie's game, but Kyrie in the last two minutes of games and overtime is an absolute assassin. Totally. I mean, and so that's that's the one place where you're going to miss a Kyrie Irving more than yeah. anywhere else. So, so, and 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 Jordan Clarkson can do that in spurts. Yeah. But he can also frustrate you with his bad yeah. his bad shot selection. Uh, Rodney Hood has a he's not that player yet. He's not that player yet. I mean, he 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 could become that player, but he's never going to have the same ball handling skills that Kyrie does. Right. I mean, Clarkson's probably the closest thing to to handles that that they that they have on this team like that. But again, he's a little out of control when he drives. He's a little, you know. Again, his shot selection is not great. But the two of them together still yeah. provide you with with something that you didn't have because you've got two different guys that could potentially go off as opposed to just the one well, guy. And, and they've got Love as well. So yeah, and, and Love's got to come back. And Love's more of a more of that post guy. But I, I can't wait to see Love next to Nance. Oh yeah, like the love, the the love, Nance, the love, Nance, LeBron front line is. I I can't wait to see it in action. Oh yeah, it's going to be brutal. Because you put any two shooters out there with them, and that's deadly. Oh yeah, you put George Hill out there and uh, J.R. Smith, and it's like it's lights out. Or Clarkson and Hood, or Corver and one of those guys. Or I mean, it's just there's no end to the you know to the combos that you can. You oh yeah, see. it's it's going to be so much fun. So, yeah. well, looking forward to a great second half of the season. Um, anything you want to pitch? Any any big shout outs? I, n- I know you're excited about the Uncle Drew movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I had a hard time watching the previews. The, no, I had a hard time watching the short films that he made. Ah, uh. like they had their moments and they were fun. It was, but once you get past this sort of Okay, I get it. Kyrie's in makeup as Uncle Drew, and it's funny. And you wait, you want you want to see who the other cameos are and, and what they do. But that's the gimmick of it. Like beyond that, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like it's just a guy yeah, shooting. What, what's t- an hour? Like, what's ninety minutes of this going to be like? <laughs> watching paint dry. <laughs> it's going to be like Anchorman without any good actors <laughs> or or jokes. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 you know. Like Anchorman plot wise will make this look like it'll make Anchorman look like War and Peace or, or Gone with the Wind or something. Uh, I don't know, man. I I, I don't get it. I I mean, I get it because you know Hollywood will make anything, but um, but I I I don't know. I I don't know who sees that movie. Well, I'm gonna go see it. I'm, you know, at the dollar fifty, but <laughs> yeah, but not first run. You're not. Yeah, I no think. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So, but look, they, I mean, to, I'm sure they made it for like nine dollars, and they'll give it a limited release, and you know, most people will check it out on Netflix, and that'll be that. That'll be fine. I don't know. I think it'll get a decent summer release. Um, just because I mean they're hyping it enough now, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I hope President Stevens has a cameo. Oh, me too. <laughs> As the actual president. Wouldn't that be great? But he never actually wins a war. 
<laughs> no. No, people just say how great he is. Right, exactly. But they always lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, how about you? You got anything to pitch? Um, no, not really. Uh, not really been. Not, is there, not any, good, not is there any good music out there? Any, any good music that you you're into <sighs> these days? Or what have I been listening to? Um, I've been on a bit of a a deer tick, uh, kick. Sure. And a, a bit of the Decemberists are coming soon, but yeah, nothing new really. Yeah. Um, I ha- haven't haven't been uh, haven't been listening to much new. So I, I've been I, listening to a lot of podcasts, but I think this is just that time of year. For yeah, it I listen to Tony Kornheiser. That's about it. I, I, well, I I took against my better judgment. I did listen to that uh, Ringer one with uh, when Allie Clifton was on. That was oh, okay. pretty good. But I've been listening. And I listened to Allie Zach Clifton Lowe. was on with Bill Simmons. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was Arch or somebody pointed it out last week. Oh, just, okay. You know, it's actually not bad, but um, but I, I've been I actually been listening to the jump. Did you listen to the last the, um, the last uh, Channing road tripping? No, I got I have it queued up. I haven't listened. Yeah, to I got to listen to that one. So yeah, I hear it's good. But then um, what was it? Uh, no, like the the Zach Lowe has been pretty good lately. I mean, he had Windhorst on. He had uh, he had um. Um, oh, what's his name? Howard Beck was on last week. That was pretty good. Who's Howard Beck? Um, it's one of the one of the ESPN writers, I think. Oh, okay. But, and then, um, I've been listening to because when I can't watch it, I'll listen to the Jump because they record the shows and then podcast them. So I actually really like Rachel Nichols. Um, the monologue she puts together. Oh yeah, yeah, smart. yeah. No, she's she's uh, she's getting a lot of props. A lot of people yeah. really like her. Okay, so I want to say the one thing that I thought the takeaway from this All Star Game, the black and white uniforms with every team's logo on them, I yes. thought were fantastic. Hundred percent agree. Like, I love that. If they made I didn't, a reversible didn't know how I one, feel about it. yeah, I didn't know how I feel about it, and then I'm totally with you. When I saw them in action, I was like. Oh, this oh, those is cool. are great. And if they yeah. made a reversible one of those, like I would totally buy that. Well, they should. Somebody suggested they should make them reversible and then do the draft live right, right, next right. year. I'm and then they could like, just say, "Okay, I'm picking you." Like, <laughs> like, like. All right, pick your teams, right? And like, it's like I oh, feel like you just reverse your your jersey and you're ready to go. Yeah, I feel like the white might be a little too white, but to be able to switch it out between black and white, I think Maybe. I think they could sell a ton of those. Totally. Totally. I, I I think that 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 LeBron C is a really sharp jersey. <laughs> like, yeah, I no. wish the Cavs C logo was that big on the front. <laughs> no, I do. I mean, don't you think that would look good? Sure, sure. I kind of hate the Cavs uniforms this year. I'll be honest I, with I, you. I, I, uh, really? I I had no idea. <laughs> yes, I've I've kind of made that clear, but yeah, I don't I don't mind them. I know you like the and I and I get your point about the C being too big, but I do like the kind of the um what is the patterns on the on the black jerseys. The pinstripes, and really, the Tim Misney pinstripes. It's fine. <laughs> it's different. I don't know. I don't hate them. I, I do wish they would bring back if they're going to change the color palette again. I, I do wish they would bring back some version of the of the black and blue. But um, oh, you know. the black, blue, and orange. 
Yeah, I just the the worst the worst thing about those were was the the font on the front yeah. and the kind of the just the the weird like I mean I, I guess it was it was supposed to be the skyline or something like the the blue was yeah, all kind of like blocky. Uniforms, and, but... Yeah, it was weird. They, but... They're actually more charming now than they were at the time. <laughs> sure, but I'd love to see them go back to the feathered cavalier logo. Yeah, well, they did a few that. years ago. No, I know. When, when and I, 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 I liked. Yeah, I liked the. I like those throwbacks to those to those yeah, things. Mo Williams' first stint. <laughs> what I hate, I hate the gray jerseys. Uh, I love the. Awful. I love the land, but I hate. They make no sense. Like gray, you don't even realize yellow, they're a Cavs like, jersey. Is it like a are we the are we Pittsburgh are we in Pittsburgh now like the gray yeah, and the and just, yellow and black it's like ugh. it just makes no sense and they wore them what like three or four games in a row when they were trying to win win a game in them <laughs> yeah. it's just like come on yeah. guys like maybe it's the jerseys because you just suck in them I, I think we should just wear Phoenix jerseys from the eighties like Larry Nance did the other <laughs> night because that was fantastic. That was pretty great. That was yeah, pretty good. That was a lot of fun. I'm I'm enjoying the whole Ste uh uh Larry Nance experience. Yeah, me too. I, I can't mean, wait to see him unleashed a little bit more. I think I think the the longer he plays, the more we're gonna really like him. Well, and, and I hope he lights a fire under Tristan's butt because I kind of felt like I saw that a little bit the first game, and then the second game I thought like Tristan really reverted to the mean. So. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Tristan because that's a pretty hard contract, and he's got what th- three more, two more years on it, three more, two more years, I think, after this one. Two or three? I think he might have three more years after this one. Well, it was a four-year deal. It was a five-year deal, I thought. Well, was it? Let's four? look it up. Oh God, even worse. Let's look it up. I mean, is he a stretch pay candidate? He is signed through. Yeah, he's got two more years after this one. Two more years. Okay. I I think he is a sneaky stretch pay candidate. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how. I don't know. Yeah. If if you're sitting there, Dan Gilbert, looking at all that luxury tax payments next year, and you're like, "How am I paying Tristan Thompson seventeen point five million when he's not even my third best big?" Yeah, or when he's my third best big, you know. Like I would have, I would have taken like Zebo and Papa Giannis for him with Sacramento <laughs> if they would have taken his bad contract, right? Like, uh, did you read that? Uh, yeah, the, the piece Woj, yeah. About how they were trying to <laughs> pawn Papa Giannis on it because they... they feel kind of. Like, I mean, I was kind of. It was weird because I know how much Woj doesn't like the Cavs and Dan Gilbert and LeBron in particular, but. That seemed like such a puff piece for Kobe, didn't it? It it did a little bit. It did like like almost like I mean it was it was like Kobe said okay well I'm gonna it was like he was he became Kobe's Lee Jenkins on that article somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's how bizarre is the Kobe Altman transformation in just two weeks? Like two well, weeks ago, he was like I felt like. But we, I, I think we had a heightened sense of it because of the whole summer of Corby running joke, and but you know, not only that, like you didn't even ever see him at games. No. You didn't even ever see him like Dan Gilbert. I feel like something well, happened. Well, here's here's my take, and Tom okay. will never. I feel, and I'm not going to say it was us because I, there was a million people <laughs> saying it, but I feel like 
somebody got to Dan Gilbert and said, when it comes to LeBron James and you in this town, if you run LeBron James off again, no one will ever forgive you. Like it just, that's a battle you can't win ever. Yep. So that that's what I feel like happened. And so like, okay, Kobe, go do what you need to do. Yeah. That, that, that's what I feel like happened. And maybe that's not what actually happened, but it, well, it certainly feels I think like a possibility. The other thing that, that came out was that, uh, I forget where I read this today, but or maybe it was yesterday, but that Gilbert was, was actually pretty active in the, like he was the one talking to Michael Jordan about mm-hmm. Kemba and the, and the Charlotte pieces mm-hmm. and that didn't go really well or really anywhere and right after that they they knew that nick had to go get the surgery and oh, that, okay. and that dan was kind of like hey you know what kobe i you it's your your ship to run do it i'll sign off on stuff but I just I gotta I gotta focus on my kid right now well and as he should have in as he should have I think we're all kind of glad like I mean that's why in part of the way that Dan Gilbert is is definitely a dichotomy there too and so I'm you know pulling for him and his family and hope everything works out for them and you know glad that he made the decisions he did so yeah look I think none of us know these people personally and like I've met LeBron before so I, I know who he is a little bit but I, you know, I don't know who he is 99% of the time. So none of us know any of these people. None of us really know how they think or, or what the thought process behind things or think, cause there's a, you know, there's a, a variety of narratives that come out, fake news and all that. And you never know, you never know what's, what's real and what's fake. And I think there's a lot of truth to, Kobe Altman's a smarter guy than anybody gave him credit for, but I also feel like there's a certain amount of, um, you know, him feeling like he had to make up for, for mistakes that he made before that. Yeah. Well, the other side of that being, and not even the, not even the, not even the Kyrie, the Kyrie trade was a mistake, but the, the, this, this whole first half of the season where he really wasn't being enough in contact with, what with LeBron with Ty Lue in the way that say Griff was the last couple of years. Well, I think the other part of that is there's just, um, you know, how do I put this? Maybe, I mean, I feel like he had to get Dan Gilbert's blessing a little bit and, and I feel like that's happened more than it had before. Um, and maybe there was a feeling out process. I don't know. I mean, he certainly, I don't certainly think he's a dumb guy, but the other part of it is the job is a heck of a lot easier when you got an unlimited checkbook. Sure. <laughs> and right now. Oh, how many? Yeah. I, and I know you're on the other side of this argument not too long ago, but how many other guys out there would have agreed to pay another 10 million in salary, take another 10 million in salary this year, which I'm not sure what that equates to as a tax bill. And then, uh, well, I think that that extra ten million is includes tax and salary. Okay, but still, he yeah, took on. It's about an extra three million, and then ten million t- total. He took on a. I mean, he, look, the the good side is that they they have young guys that are tied up for a little while. For the, well, with Nance, um, well, a young guy, but like you know, Clarkson is not a cheap contract. 
you know, that's two, that's at least uh, with two more years at, you know, at, at an average of 14, 13, 14 per mm-hmm. George Hill's, tw- you know, 19 million next year and a million dollars expiring the, the year after they're guaranteed to expire in the year after that. Um, and hood is a restricted free agent who, you know, they're gonna, they have the ability to match, but they're probably going to match whether LeBron chooses to stay or leave because he's a valuable right. piece you know, as a 25, 26 year old guy who can shoot threes the way he does and, yeah. you know, and somewhat get his own shot. So either way, even if LeBron doesn't stick around, which I, I, I still can't imagine he doesn't, but even if he doesn't, that's still a huge, oh, yeah. <laughs> huge, it's gonna be a huge payroll. payroll next year. Without a without a without a star, if LeBron leaves, and in an environment where it doesn't look like you can dump guys, there's just not a lot of team with cap room. Yeah, you know. Although, look, Kevin Love will be an attractive contract. Although they may want to say, "Hey, look, Kevin will be our star that we build around." And I certainly think they are can be a very competitive team even without LeBron. Uh, but I especially think, if they wind up in the top three or, or four picks with the Nets, right? Pick. Exactly. So, well, we're at an hour and forty-two minutes. So, oh, yeah. so much for having a shorter podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. Long super, in the aw- super awesome All Star uh, yeah. game tonight. Um, Great game. You know, everything else about the All-Star weekend was pretty lame, but the game itself was pretty awesome. And which, LeBron won the MVP for the Which is kind of time. funny because it's the opposite of most years. Most yeah. years, everything else is pretty fun, and the game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this year, it was the total opposite. So, Well, and LeBron joined, uh, I think there's, was it? The uh, he person joined with more. Shaq. He had Shaq and. Uh, Kobe. And Jordan. No, Kobe's got four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kobe's got four, and I think. Um, Kuzi had four. Hello? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that was my work calling me at one thirty in the morning, so I got to go. So, uh, <laughs> as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.